Let's continue on this uh, Tuesday in the Word of God in our uh, Epiphany readings as we're, we're taking the Epistle reading for the next number of Sundays in this time of Epiphany. And today we're in 1 Corinthians chapter 6. So Epiphany means to, to make known something that's not known, to reveal um, a mystery, to shine the light upon uh, uh, things about God. Uh, the Epiphany, the visit of the wise men to worship Jesus certainly showed us that Jesus is worshipped not just by Jews, but also by Gentiles too. The message is good for all. Remember we read that yesterday about uh, uh, Paul saying that the mystery of God is that salvation is for all people. Uh, uh, you are saved by grace through faith as a gift of God. Jesus proclaimed that too when he said, uh, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him would not perish. And we have many examples in the Old Testament of non-Jews also believing and, and accepting who the true God is for Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So what we have today in 1 Corinthians 6, and, and really all throughout uh, Corinthians, is really a message to us as the people of God. What has God revealed to us about our life? What's different about us? What's what's unique about the way that we act? How do we let our light shine? Uh, because it's darkness around us, but, but we have a light. We have the light of Jesus Christ. And certainly that's about what we say. But it's also about what we do in our actions too. And Paul definitely deals with a lot of our actions here in 1 Corinthians 6. And, and he addresses a world not too unlike our world either. Kind of a world that, that says uh, to them, hey, you're free to do whatever you want to. If it kind of if it feels good, do it kind of thing. And, and you should be your own boss. And, and I'm number one. And, you know, I do it my way and, and all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, what Paul reveals to us and, and makes known to us, so there's epiphany is that, hey, we live differently, that kind of life. And why does he do that? Because that kind of life is going to lead to death. It's going to lead to destruction. It, it really is basically idolatry. I am the master of everything. I decide what is right and wrong. I decide what I'm going to do. It's what's best for me kind of thing. And we know where that's going to lead that. If, if we continue in that kind of life, then when we stand before God, we're going to have to make an accounting for our life. And the ways that we've fallen short, we're going to have to pay for myself because I've, I've said, I'm the master. It's idolatry. Whereas you and I live by faith in Jesus Christ. We plead Jesus Christ. We have a righteousness that comes from him because he's the only one that can make us right. Nothing else will make us right with God um, on our own. We can't do that by ourselves. So let's kind of get into the text there. So Paul starts out in, in the beginning of chapter 6. He says, it should be different in our world. And it's kind of interesting. He brings up stuff that we deal with yet today. He brings up, why are you bringing one another to, to secular courts? And uh, when you should be acting in a different kind of way, because it's not about what I, getting what I want and about me winning, uh, but it's about our witness to the world. So certainly Christians, when they have a disagreement, they ought to be able to sit down as brothers and sisters in Christ and work this thing out. Now, the way we work that out is through love, through forgiveness, we're going to have to forgive one another, um, uh, but also not claiming our own right. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't go to secular court sometimes, and unfortunately we do. But kind of the point in general is that isn't it sad that as a people, um, we can't get along better together, that we end up having to go to court. Isn't that a commentary of the fact that, that hey, we as human beings have fallen very short of the glory of God. That's both believers and unbelievers, and, and that should tell us we need to go someplace else uh, when it comes to our eternity to find any kind of hope at all. We're not going to find it through the court system. We're not going to find it through government. We're not going to find it through through human beings just coming together and coming up with our best idea. The only way, the only way we're going to find it is for us to come to God. 
And of course, to come to God means we need to repent and admit that we need that. We need to repent and admit that we've fallen short of the glory of God, and we need to be we need to fall at the at the feet of Jesus Christ. And he kind of brings that up in in a unique or in a great way in verse eleven, where he says, "But you were washed." In other words, we didn't wash ourselves. Only God could wash us. He's referring to our forgiveness. He's also referring to our baptism. Think of our study yesterday in, in Romans 6. Um, and then you were sanctified. In other words, you and I have been brought into a holy kind of life. We we have a whole different standard. We're willing to be, as he said uh, earlier in, in the text, we're willing to be um, uh, judged by others. We're willing to uh, sometimes be wronged or defrauded. Uh, he brings that up in verses 7 and 8. Um, just like Christ, we're willing to, to turn the other cheek. Sometimes we're willing to accept wrong from others in, in order to be a good witness for Jesus Christ. Um, and that's that's example that Christ gave to us as well. Think of Jesus before Pilate, before the chief priests and the elders at the end of his life. He didn't claim, hey, you know, you can't be doing this to me. This isn't right. Um, he was willing to accept that in order that that he would wit be a witness to to who he really is. And you and I do the same thing too. And when we treat people good who don't treat us good, they're going to wonder why in the world are you doing this? And we have the opportunity to tell them about who we are because we are washed. He said we are sanctified. You were justified. The way we've made, been made just before God is not by ourselves, but through what Christ did for us. Uh, and and we are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of God. And in that something you got the Trinity right there. Um, then he brings up in verse 12 and following some phrases that are common in their world, such as all things are lawful for me. So that's kind of the I'm free to do whatever I want to do kind of thing. But Paul says, but you said, but not all things are helpful. Um, when I just think about myself, that can be hurtful to others. And he says, all things are lawful, but I will not be enslaved by anything. So even though we think we're free when we say, hey, all things are lawful, I can do whatever I want. Actually, we're being a slave to our will, to our feelings, to our what we want. And that slavery is never a good thing. Remember, we talked yesterday about the one we want to be enslaved to is God. That's the one that truly gives us you know, something good. And then he brings it down to, um, you know, to our bodies and the way that we use our bodies. And there's a lot in, in this whole chapter about, about our actions, what they should not be like. He's got that in verse 9 and verse 10 about, about our actions. And, and uh, of course, that convicts us, that holds up that mirror to us, and that shows us our need for a Savior. And the only place we're going to find that is, is in Jesus Christ. He brings up more of our, our moral activity in verse 15. He talks especially about, about sexual immorality and uh, and how uh, God has designed us uh, for, for uh, uh, sexual uh, involvement to be just within marriage. That's the way God designed it. That's the way that's truly God-pleasing. When you go outside of it, it causes all kinds of problems, and you look at our world, and you can see that for sure. And then in the end, he reminds us, or don't you know that your body is a temple of the, uh, of the Holy Spirit? That's truly a great gift to God. So my phone's ringing. Got to head off to that. But God bless you as you and your busy world stay in that word.